Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of May 20th through May 26, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period remained high. The majority of security updates for the period were new vendor releases for previously reported vulnerabilities and additional technical information. The highlights of the period include the Apple QuickTime update, Google Chrome update, and multiple new reports on malicious code activity. Apple released a security update for QuickTime, which is a widely used application present on many end-user systems for viewing video content. The Apple QuickTime update corrected 12 vulnerabilities. Google released an update for Chrome that corrected 17 security issues and added new features. Other security updates for the period included a new SAP Crystal Reports ORB data processing arbitrary code execution vulnerability and vendor updates and technical information for vulnerabilities reported in the Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update for April of 2013. IntelliShield released an activity bulletin and new Cisco IPS signatures for the hangover malicious software used in targeted attacks based on the research from the Norman Security Research Report. Microsoft released a research report on the Microsoft security blog detailing trends in malicious code virus activity. Cisco email security analysts reported new malicious messages using the theme of new digital certificates, specifically targeting Bank of America Cash Pro. In attack and compromise activity, sources posted claims compromising the Xbox Live accounts of millions of users. Additional research of these claims by Microsoft and other researchers indicate the claims are not valid and the Xbox Live accounts were not compromised. IntelliShield published 190 events last week, 80 new events, and 110 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the identity risk management category. Twitter announced and released a two-factor authentication feature to improve security of Twitter accounts. Like other two-factor authentication features, users can add a secondary authentication step using email or SMS text notification to a user-supplied email address or phone number. After these features and settings are added, the user will log into their Twitter accounts using their username and password, and then be sent an automated message with a secondary authentication code. The user will be prompted to enter the secondary authentication code before being given access to the account. Although the repeated compromises of Twitter accounts may have forced Twitter's hand, uh, it's still a welcome security improvement. Several services and websites have now added the two-factor capabilities for their accounts, and users should consider implementing these features whenever possible. Users should also understand that while providing considerably stronger authentication, two-factor authentication as provided in most of the services and websites has its own weaknesses. The second authentication factor is provided by SMS, text, or email message, which could be captured if either of those accounts is compromised or possibly intercepted during transmission. 
Users are advised to ensure those second uh, factor accounts are secure and have strong security measures enabled. Two-factor authentication may also cause operational problems for accounts that are maintained by multiple users. While multiple users' accounts are generally not recommended and increases the risk of compromise of the, of the accounts, the two-factor authentication may not suit the needs of those accounts. And next, in the attacks and compromises risk management category. Researchers at Trend Micro have released a report detailing the identification and technical details of a new malicious code espionage campaign identified as SAFE. Uh, the campaign is reported to be targeting government, academic, technology, and media organizations in more than 100 countries. The researchers have monitored the command and control servers, identifying over 12,000 compromised unique IP addresses, with an average of 71 new compromised victims occurring daily. In addition to the detailed technical information of this campaign, uh, the report also shows the common trends uh, among these and other espionage or advanced persistent threat type campaigns. They frequently start with spear phishing attacks, uh, use known and reported vulnerabilities to gain increased access and privileges, and then move to exporting data from the compromised systems through the installation of malicious code. Uh, knowing these increasingly common attack methods or cycles, security teams can focus their efforts on strengthening and monitoring these points of attack and actions uh, to both detect and prevent existing and future attempted attacks. And this week in the legal risk management category, there are currently multiple legal proceedings and investigations by the U.S. Department of Justice and other law enforcement agencies into the techniques used by media reporters to gather information through human and electronic sources and the protection of the reporters' rights as members of the press. A recent report identified Scripps News reporters as hackers uh, following their reported use of Google searches to identify thousands of telecom customers' sensitive personal information. Other investigations involve the U.S. Department of Justice investigating possible leaks of classified and sensitive national security information and the possible involvement of a news reporter whose accounts were then accessed to further investigate the possible leaks. These recent cases have focused attention on the rights of the press versus the privacy and security rights of those being investigated. While these investigations continue to develop, they appear to be another example of how law, uh, investigations methods, and individual rights are not keeping pace with technology. The press, law enforcement, and private investigators have specific legal rights to investigate, collect information, and monitor the activities of suspects and each other. As seen in similar reports, whistleblowers, informants, pretexting, investigations, and warrants for physical and electronic access have challenged the existing laws and definitions. As these cases continue, the likely impact to government, law enforcement, and non-government organizations and businesses will be new legal definitions and precedent for handling electronic records and data, handling warrants, and the rights of those with special rights under the laws. These cases are already impacting businesses, as seen in the Google Transparency Reports, uh, HIPAA investigations, and other cases where the business or organization with the data becomes involved in a case through the actions of these other entities or requests for information. Further, these cases could impact the legal investigation techniques used by companies in incident response, uh, breach, and compromise investigations. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, 
A commission of former high-ranking U.S. officials released a report last week warning that stronger deterrents were needed to staunch the loss of American intellectual property to China. It seeks to put a number on the losses, over $300 billion U.S. dollars annually, it estimates, and reckons that 50 to 80% of the problem can be attributed to China. The report hints at allowing the victims of cybercrime to undertake, quote, aggressive measures in responding to theft, although it leaves these measures as possible future options if the report's primary recommendations fall short. A New York Times article termed it as implying that private companies could eventually take the cyber war private. This is by no means the first report of its kind, but it's distinctive in its government-focused recommendations and the non-official yet high-ranking nature of the commission members. Many of them are known for their expertise on Asia and China. Senator Huntsman, in particular, is a former ambassador to China and has earned a reputation as an even-handed advocate of engagement with China. Coming from this group, therefore, uh, the report's conclusions may be afforded a fair amount of credibility and weight. The report's release likely was timed to come out just prior to President Obama's early June summit in California with the new Chinese president. For information security specialists, the report's recommendations for responding to cyber attacks are of interest. It supports efforts by companies to identify and retrieve lost data from thieves. It suggests the use of technologies that allow data to self-destruct if it falls into the wrong hands. It recommends that such measures should not damage the intruders' own networks. By alluding to the possibility that private sector victims might at some future date be allowed to take proactive measures against thieves, it moves the public conversation on this problem another step forward on the geopolitical chessboard. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.